The Chris and Joe Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with a better business bureau. Oh, very good. Chris Merrill, Joe Hyzinga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pablo gave me the, the thumbs up. Uh, thank you for joining us. It is, a, I guess, loose Friday, right? It's a free-for-all Friday all of a sudden. Joe, we discussed last was it last week or earlier this week? We talked about APS rates going up. Last week. Oh, yeah, they got us. Oh, golly, did they? Mm-hmm. So APS got the Corporation Commission. I don't know how those Corporation Commissioners got elected. I got an idea, though. Hmm. Uh, they got uh, they got elected, and then the Corporation Commissioners uh, said, APS, you know, we do think you should have a giant rate hike, and why not? And so they did. Uh, about 8%. It's going to cost... The average person, roughly ten and a half bucks a month more. So if you are like a single person living in a studio, probably not going to cost you that much more. But you should be grateful, Chris, because they wanted ten dollars and fifty nine cents, and they only got ten dollars and forty eight cents. Right. So I feel like eleven cents you get to keep every month. Right. Thanks, Corporation Commission. They're there for you, protecting me on that one, aren't you? So if you have a family of four and you live in a, a 3,000 square foot home, probably going to pay more than 10 and a half bucks. Yeah, but that uh, extra increase. dollar that you'll have at the end of the year is going to make up for it. I don't have an extra dollar. It's just that I don't have one less dollar. There you go. That's no, an extra dollar. Not, this is, listen, listen, this is wife math. Like Corporation commission this is math. Wi- yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is wife math. Like, honey... I spent $300 today, but I saved us 150 because I got stuff on sale. So we have money to go out for dinner tonight. Really? Yeah. But you just said you spent 300 But I didn't spend 450 so we have money left over. You know what? I should be fair. It's not just wife math. It's also Home Depot math. Because mm. to be fair to her, it's the same way. Mm. Pablo knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Home Depot math. If I see that there's a, a, a Milwaukee, um, you know, 18-volt kit on sale and I basically get one for free, I have to tell her like, hey, I saved us $100 today. But the good news here, Chris, is at least it's just APS coming for our wallet. Right. Absolutely. All the other rates are staying the same, right? So power, that's I they going, were going up, down. But, nope. Uh, but uh, yeah, no power rates yeah, are going up. up, but right. Power rates are going up, but, but don't worry. All of the other utilities are s- same or less. Hold on. Hang on. What's this right here? Hmm. I just found this, uh, Arizona family had this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last year, the city of Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix City Council voted 7-2 to two for new rates that took effect in, November, in October. Well that, well, that could be better. I mean, a new rate doesn't necessarily mean a higher rate. The city's first water rate increase was 6.5% in October, about $2 monthly for the average user. That does, does sound like it went up. Then this month, there's going to be another rate increase, 6.5%. So six and a half on top of six and a half, which is not 13. I know we're doing math on the radio, but it's a little extra on top of a little extra. Mm. And then no, no. And then no, yeah. no. And then no, there's an and then no, no. no and then March of next year, 13 percent increase on top of the already six and a half and six and a half. Yeah. Now, listen, I know math on the radio. It's not a 26% increase, Joe. It's worse. It's almost 28% increase because you've got percentages on percentages. I'm not going to get into the long division on this one. So they're coming for my water, too. Yeah, they are. Or for me to get my water, they're coming for me. Something like that, yeah. 
Council uh, says that the rate hikes are going to battle inflation and promote water conservation. Phoenix currently has different water rates depending on the season, higher in the summer, cheaper in the winter. Similar rate increases were uh, also approved for wastewater. Now, I want to make this clear. Mm-hmm. You've probably been getting your bill and you get your water and sewer bills yeah. together, uh-huh. right? Yeah. All right. So that means that not only are you going to pay an extra, what did I say, t- almost 28% for water, mm-hmm. you're also probably paying an extra 28% for where that water goes. That's it's a fun one, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. No. Because the assumption fun. by the city is that for every gallon that you bring in, mm-hmm. you send a gallon out. Sure. Right? Now. Now, this can get a little bit squirrely when you've got a gallon of water that comes in, but you're watering your lawn, for instance, mm-hmm. or your garden. And you have to kind of make clear to them that not everything is drinking water, shower water, whatever. And sometimes there can be a discount. I ran into this with Mason. I don't know exactly what it is uh, with Phoenix. I haven't dealt with their water. But when I was in Mesa, I was able to say, listen, we, you know, we've got sprinklers. So it made a little bit of a difference. But basically, it's not just the water coming in that's getting getting the rate increase the water going out too so the water fills your toilet for an for for 28 percent more but then when you flush it that's another 28 percent more too you told me this was supposed to be a fun friday and now i am feeling though as it's just uh because i just told you about bad news and then we did math uh just all the way around just bad bad news friday are you feeling there's this little bit of me that feels this way. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard uh, Chad Benson, who's taken on, advantage of by all these companies just asking for more. Yeah, but this is the city. Mm-hmm. I give them a little bit of a pass because it's, they shouldn't be making a profit on the water. Mm-hmm. But I've listened to Chad Benson, who does uh, evenings here. Mm-hmm. And I've heard him before making comparisons to California. And I lived in California mm-hmm. and I saw the rates going up and I saw the locals were priced out. So it was people who were moving to California could afford California. You didn't move there if you couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. but the people that had been there said, I've had enough, I'm out, right? And came here in many cases. In many cases, or Idaho or Texas or Florida, that, that sort of thing. Are we starting to get to the point where if you're coming to Phoenix, you know what the prices are and you can handle it. But if you've been here a little while and maybe your wages haven't kept up with APS increases, water increases, all the other fees that get tossed in everywhere else, I mean... Could the case be made, as I've heard Chad make before, that there is a a little bit of a parallel between what we've seen there and what we see here? I definitely think that's potential out there. I would love to know if you're leaving Phoenix, where are you going? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Is that like Farmington, New Mexico? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully not. Uh, I wonder if you're going, if you're leaving Phoenix, do you just find someplace in Pinal County? Mm. Right? So you stay in Arizona. Stay in Arizona. I mean... Look at how fast Maricopa is growing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just you're just outside of Maricopa County in the city of Maricopa, but you're you have the proximity to, to all of the the metro things, airport to events, you know, all the other stuff. You say proximity. Well, <laughs> say listen, you're going to be putting some miles on your car. It depends on where you work. Like, I used to drive through Maricopa all the time when I was in Mesa, and I would I was driving back and forth to California. Uh-huh. I went that way. And then I cut across the desert to get to, to Gila Bend. It really wasn't that bad, except during rush hour. It was miserable. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's no further than somebody who's living in Buckeye and driving to downtown. It's no different than that if you're somebody that lives, you know, on the south side of town somewhere. Sure, that's fair. Right? Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, are we are we going to see a Phoenixit? 
Mm. I hate when people I do these portmanteaus. I hate that. Yeah, I hate the Brexit, the Cal exit. Are we going to see a Fin exit? I would just like to feel. I, I would rather you you come for the twenty eight percent or whatever. Yeah, and then I get a break for a couple of years. I don't like the every year we need five to ten percent, and we need more. It just feels like it's every year, every six months. It feels like it's your kid coming back to you who wants to go to the movies, and then they want to go to the mall, and then they want to go hang out at Dave and Buster's, and then they want to go here, and then they want to go there. It's always like. This, this is not my child. This is my rates. How about you just ding me once big time, and then I get a little break for a couple years. Is this the once big time? Well, no, because it was just 6.5% a few so months you're saying ago. you want the whole now shebang it's six right and a now. Half now. And another 13 coming in early 2025. Arizona's family, at the end of their story, reported in November that Phoenix ranked 16th most expensive city for common household bills. Uh... According to Doxo, which is a bill pay provider I haven't heard of, uh, they told Arizona family that residents of Phoenix spend a whopping 44% of their income on household bills, way higher than the national average. So a, I'm guessing that's a does mortgage, that, utilities, groceries. I was going to say, that has to include either your rent yeah. or your mortgage, right? I, I, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. Still, that's... When you think of the rent payments and the mortgage payments, and we, there, you may have seen this, there was a story this week about some of the different rental companies that were kind of uh, jacking up rates, mm-hmm. working together to jack up rates. So rent is high, mortgages are high, groceries are high. We did that story, Joe. We're higher They're than the national all average. Going up too. Being middle class is almost unattainable uh, in a number of cities in the valley. Starting to feel, again, I'm feeling some California vibes. Just want a little break. It is easy to complain about the costs going up, and we will. But you listen to the Chris and Joe Show because you want hope. You want solutions. And occasionally you want some free crap when we have to give stuff away. We don't have any free crap today. But Hmm. we do have solutions and a little bit of hope that you may have a bit more control over your rates in the future. That is next on KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The Chris and Joe Show. Many of you listen to this program because you like our voices and how sexy we are. There's nothing sexier than what just happened. Joe, we'll go ahead and play that. Let's hear what that was. Over again. your rates in the future. That is next on KTAR News. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm coughing all of a sudden, yeah. so you're going to throw it to Deborah very Dale. Very good. Deborah Dale with the top story right now. Yeah. Back really today. I like that he spent as much time telling me to throw to Deborah Dale as if he had just said, Deborah Dale. You know, Joe, there's a cough button. No, actually, there's Have not, Deborah. No? No. Oh, there, well, there is I not. guess there's not, oh, so no, I feel no. very silly now. He could have no. turned his mic off, Deborah. but there, I, I was I, I was dying in okay. the moment. No, I, I could not. Great. There was no, A, no cough button. Nice try. Uh, B, I could have turned my mic off, but all of a sudden I just took a breath in and I wanted to hear your lovely voice over there. And instead it was like, nope, mine yeah. was just taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, Chris. What did I sound like? <laughs> yes, that. Hey, grandma, first thing in the morning, right? Where's my smokes? <laughs> in the future. That is next on KTAR News. <laughs> Very good. I'm coughing all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, that's great. Hey, we were we were talking about the Arizona. Uh, Corporation Commission? Yeah, but also the public utilities, right? We were talking about APS. Mm-hmm. 
And when we talked about APS, one of the gripes that I've had with APS for well over a decade is how they have allegedly, it's not really a very well-kept secret, taken money and funneled it to the campaigns of candidates to the Corporation Commission who were friendly to APS. Mm -hmm. And that's about the nicest way I can say that possible, because I could be a whole lot meaner. That was very nice. Right. So it got ridiculous. You remember when Ducey was uh, governor and there were questions about some of his donors and people were talking about dark money was going to Ducey. And then there was questions about dark money going to different uh, politicians who were in the in the legislature. I do. And it 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 became such a frustrating topic, frustrating for us in media watching this, because we knew that these are races. People largely are not paying attention. To. Now, obviously, the, the governor race is a little bit different, but. People just don't pay attention to the Corporation Commission race because who cares about these guys? We, we rarely ever talk about them except when the rate hikes go up and we only talk about them in the context of they authorized a rate hike. Like our focus is on APS, not on the Corporation Commission. Mm-hmm. So we don't pay attention to it. It got to the point, though, where word got out and people went, this whole dark money thing is ridiculous. So Prop 211, you remember Prop 211? So. Back up real quick, yeah, though. Yeah, give, yeah. give me the two-second explanation on dark money as oh, you interpret Oh, good question. That. I'm sorry, yeah. So dark money is a way for donations to be made to politicians without revealing the source of those donations. So you or I could do that, but typically it's bigger kind of backers, right? Yes, it's large money stuff. Now, we if we just make a donation to a campaign or a political action committee, then mm-hmm. our name goes on a list and it goes, okay, Joe donated this much money. Mm-hmm. However, if you make a donation to XYZ nonprofit, that nonprofit could then take your, let's say you make a $5,000 donation, okay. I make a $5,000 donation, Deborah makes a $5,000 donation, and Pablo makes a $5,000 donation. Grand. Right. As long as they make a donation that is less than 50%, Okay. So maybe they do some other things, too, that aren't necessarily just donors. But as long as they make a donation under 50%, so $9,999, mm-hmm. they donate to this candidate, then all of a sudden you and I have made donations, and nobody can track that we've made donations that have ended up in the, the candidate's coffers. They just track that we donated to whatever the- it's We call it dark money. It's essentially... M- inverse money laundering mm-hmm. for candidates. Okay. Right. It's reverse money laundering. Very good. So we you remember you may remember uh prop two eleven. Uh-huh. You voted on that twenty twenty two. Seventy percent of people said that's crap. We should not allow for dark money to yeah, influence I their know politicians. W- right. Who's donating to what? It passed overwhelmingly, but it still hasn't gone into effect until this year. This will be the first year that the dark money stuff is prohibited where all of these donations have to be declared. It was, it passed, it's overwhelming. It seems so simple, but I got to say there's this little bit of me, this little bit of me. See, the the state was sued and the state was sued by uh, a number of conservative organizations and Goldwater Institute represented them. And they said, listen, you can't, this, this proposition is unconstitutional because it stifles free speech. People are less likely to make donations, donations being their form of speech, because they'll be afraid of publicizing their political viewpoints. Hmm. And uh, so what they're saying is I should be able to donate to 
Nazis if I want to without you knowing that I'm a Nazi supporter. For instance. For instance. I'm taking the extreme for, mm-hmm. for hyperbolic reasons. But isn't that the whole point of this dark money thing? Yes, is to make sure that if you're donating to Nazis, we know you're a Nazi. Again, hyperbolic. But if you're donating, if you are a power company and you're making large donations to the people who regulate you, we should know that as voters, or at least have the opportunity to, quote unquote, do our own research. But they're saying that your views might be publicized and you might know then. What's going on? Let's suppose that I'm a public figure. Let's suppose that I make a big donation to uh, to a nonprofit that is supporting, say, uh, a right to choose. And that might be a cause that you're very passionate about. But I don't necessarily want that to compromise people's viewpoint of me as a public figure who's commenting on something like Mm -hmm. this. Right. Yeah. Now, under Arizona law, that would be public. Yeah. Like, I think they have, I can understand the, the counter argument. I don't support it. In fact, I would have to say that I actually fall about how the voters did. 70% of me says, no, dark money is a terrible idea. 30% of me goes, you know, I can kind of see the argument. I can kind of get that. Yeah. And if somebody calls you a mean name because you made that donation, again, you're going to get over the mean name. Yeah. At the kinda. end of the day, you made the donation. That's true. You're standing by what you did with your wallet. And if you don't believe it, why are you making such a big donation? Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, listen. Two-wheeled vigilantes, iron horses, and new conspiracy theories that make flat earthers seem closer to normal than ever before. It's all hitting the headlines in today's volley. You should uh, also make sure to join us in the fight against heart disease and stroke for the 2024 Phoenix Heart Walk. Hackening. Uh, I almost had the coughing fit again there. Oh, don't do that. Let's see. I said hackening. Yeah. On March 23rd, text HEART to 411923. Register and take a walk with us, Chris and Joe. That's text HEART to 411923. All right. Volley is up next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. All right, time for us to touch on the other big headlines. We'll ask life's most important questions. Tickle your brain bone with what we call the volley. Uh, Mr. Heisinga, I believe you are first up. All right, Chris, here we go. One in eight Americans does not take a break, even though the average person takes four daily at work. I want to know how many breaks do you take a day and what do you do on a break? Uh, no official breaks during the, the day. No break? No official break. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we only work two hours a day. So uh, What? Yeah, every time that uh, there's a commercial or whatever, I guess I, I stretch my legs and I use the restroom. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, I know, it's an unconventional gig. Pablo, what do you do on your breaks? Walk and listen to music. Really? Yeah. How long though? What is it? What is the average for length of a break? Yeah. Well, like fifteen minutes or something, okay. isn't it? My walk's like ten minutes. This yeah. says okay. the ideal duration is about seventeen minutes. Oh, okay. Don't get any ideas, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo, you're on the clock, pal. Uh huh. A government grant from the Biden administration could result in bringing Amtrak back to the Phoenix Valley with stops from Queen Creek to Buckeye. Are you pro passenger rail? A hundred percent. I haven't ridden on a train out here. Yeah. But sure, I'm pro any increase in transportation out here in the valley. When they put light rail in, I realize it doesn't have track that goes everywhere. Or passengers, yeah. It, I've ridden on it a few times. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm, I'm pro light rail. Pablo? Pro, this uh, is Amtrak. It's an Amtrak. I, I understand. This right. is this is more train than light rail. I got it. Yeah, is there going to be like the little conductor and stuff? Is he like going to come and check my Why is he got to be little? 
Yeah. Is there going to be a conductor? Scream, a ticket taker? Oh, boy! Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. I want to be with that guy. No, they're terrible. They, right, I'm not I've never met one that likes their job. So is Amtrak kind of like uh, what Greyhound is for bus services? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a no. It's a worthless endeavor. Mm. Okay. Drive or take a plane. Go ahead. All right, Chris. So let's just say hypothetically, I, I don't believe you are a bicyclist. No. But let's say that you are. Mm-hmm. There is now a group of individuals who are. If your bike was stolen, they're vigilantes. They get your bike bike back. Mm-hmm. Easy for me to say. Yeah. So you hate the thief. This guy fights the thieves. I want to know from you. If there was like a wrong that you could right in the world, what would it be? Because that's what the bike vigilante is doing here. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, this is one that I got. This set me off earlier this week when Bruce St. James came in here and was telling people that they needed the death penalty for only going the speed limit, which he said was a guideline. Mm-hmm. I'm the other way. Mm. Yeah, he'd be in the chair right now because I would create a gang of motorists who would drive the speed limit side by side by side by side along the freeways, and you are only going 65 miles per hour because that's the speed limit, not the speed suggestion, not the speed minimum. It is the speed limit. Let's lower fatalities. Let's reduce crashes in general, and let's make sure that we are safer and get to our destination by going the speed limit. What was the movie? I think... uh Mad Max. I picture you like wielding a mace yeah. out of Mad Max. And like That's if it. somebody's going yeah. 66, you'd be like, no! Down! And yep. macing their car, exactly piercing a tire. Do. Yeah, look at that. Pablo's already upset with me. He doesn't like my law. All right, well, you're not joining my posse then. You're out. <laughs> At the NFL Combine this week, a player out of Texas Tech told members of the media that he doesn't believe in space. Or other planets. Yeah. We had an employee here who uh, thought space was fake years ago. I can't wait for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the story. Also (laughs) believes that the sun is not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. This is a a Texas Tech Mm -hmm. student. Lubbock. Yeah. 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 Surprise us, uh, Joe, with your Mm. most outlandish belief or conspiracy theory. Uh, The most outlandish one, I think the Loch Ness Monster could exist really most outlandish that's where i'm gonna go but i also think you know if you want to talk conspiracy theories is it outlandish to say that the reason there's so many pharmaceutical drugs out there everything that's going on is not because they can't find cures but because there's more money in putting you on the pill than actually curing what's wrong with you oh yeah i would say that that technically is a conspiracy theory yeah i guess it would be technically a conspiracy theory but i i think it's true I think you have a lot of people that agree with you. And uh, I think you probably have a lot of pharmaceutical executives that would agree with you. But again, Nessie. Nessie. All right. Don't there, there need somewhere. to be a Miss Nessie for the legend to continue? Yeah. I didn't say there was just one. Oh, okay. Wait, is Nessie a masculine name or would it? You'd have I to have a Mr. You'd have to have a Mr. Like a Mr. Nessie. Mr. Ness. There'd have to be a little Nessie. You'd have to have it's a Nessie. Going on for Nessie. years, right? No, Mr. Ness and Miss Nessie. Okay. No. These people believe dinosaurs never die. They're a little odd. I'm not big conspiracy theories guy. In my t- time and age, there's the one where Jay-Z and Beyonce are like Illuminati leaders or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, lizard but, people. But whatever. Yeah. The one, though, a little bit before my age was the moon landing. They said it was fake or something because yeah. the flag flew and no All stars kinds of goofy or reasons. stuff like that. Yeah, that one's come back again, too. I could, I could see that plausible. No? <laughs> oh, boy. I was hoping for something on Chupacabra or something. Pablo I was going to say La Lechusa, but I might take you guys. You guys want to hear about that one? <laughs> Do you want the, the witch owl? La Lechusa? 
Okay. Oh, she's like a six foot uh, owl that turns into a witch at night, and she'll come after you. Like if you're being look at Joe. Behavior. Look at Joe. He's swiping right. Yeah. Joe's all like, oh, I'd like. She to, like she does like chirps like he's this, like swipe like, uh, right on this one. I'd like to get to know her outside a little of better. Her house with like a whistle, like saying like it like it's a, like a baby crying or something, yeah. and then you come out and she. <laughs> Joe's like, I'd like to hear her story. Maybe would you like coffee? I got one more for you. Can Chris, are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Millennials are on the course to become the wealthiest generation in history. I want to know how you think millennials will handle their newfound wealth. Probably more avocado toast. (sighs) What does that mean they're the wealthiest? They have the most money or they? That doesn't make any sense. Is that adjusted for inflation? Uh, I don't believe that. Those born between 81 and 2000 are in line for a seismic windfall over the next 20 years, according to research. Essentially, we're 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 inheriting all the money from the boomers. I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do with it? I don't know. Hopefully, they're smart. Hopefully, they're going to invest it. They're going to pay off that. I think they're very smart. I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're what they call a senior Geezer millennial. A geezer millennial? Is that what it is? That's what I say. Geezer millennial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But you're going to invest it, right? Not in anything. Maybe, you're, maybe you're track it part of track down the the chupacabra oh, witch and take her out for coffee. La lechusa. I'm spending all my money, so I ain't leaving you guys in. So. <laughs> you should join us in the fight against heart disease and stroke, though, for the 2024 Phoenix Heart Walk. It's happening March 23rd. Text heart to four one one nine two three. Register and take a walk with us. That is heart to four one one nine two three. You could donate some of your inheritance to the. Uh, Heart Association. Sure could. I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. You've never met anyone who cares more about the safety of children and less about speed limits than the crew from Outspoken. They take over the KTAR padded room at four, and we will welcome them in next. KTAR News. Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. All right, Chris Merrill, Joe Hazinga, getting ready for the weekend here. Have a great weekend from us. But the good news is this. When you are stuck in Friday afternoon traffic, <laughs> you will have Bruce St. James and Gatos and outspoken. Com- companionship, we like to think of it as. That's what, that's what we do, bud. Yeah. That's all we'll we do. We'll hang out with you in traffic. Have you seen the meme where it's this woman who says that... Uh, uh, my father makes a list of topics to discuss when he gets coffee with friends every Friday morning. And I thought it was so funny because I thought that's basically what we do. Kind of. We just make a list of things to talk about yeah. and we kick it around for a while. And you can have coffee while we're doing it. We've basically turned into a bunch of old middle-aged dudes. <laughs> that's it. That's all I, we are. I don't have an argument, sadly. No, I wish I did. Pretty much on the on the nose. What are you guys working on today? We were just off the air. We were talking about streaming shows. You guys have a streaming segment now, too, right? Yeah, we do something called Stream Team, and uh, uh, that's trademarked, by the way. Oh, very good. I seriously doubt it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just talking about the different things that we've uh, we've all been watching, because, you know, uh, movies aren't what they once were. We can acknowledge that as much as I still go and see movies. The reality is most people sit around and stream different shows, and we just thought we'd share with you some of the ones that we've been watching. Love that. I, I got to tell you, though, I am I am... Hesitant to continue to come in and promote our show mm. every day mm-hmm. with someone who won't even acknowledge that The Wire is the greatest show of all time. Oh, like I was I, actually going to poke the bear and say something else that he said uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, he was is, saying he wanted to uh, right the world's wrongs. 
and that uh, oh anybody who goes uh, over the speed limit uh-huh. should basically be uh, strapped in the chair and electrocuted That's to right. death. Okay. All right. So we have dueling, uh, dueling death penalties. Yeah, we have dueling death penalties. Yeah, no, he couldn't make it through the wire. Chris tapped out after what, six or seven episodes? Absolutely redonk. Takes forever. But it has Lance Reddick in it, who's one of my favorite actors, rest in peace. I love him to death. It does start slow. The first two or three episodes, I would give you, are slow. But it is so good. Writing, like, get my attention. What, how does that get greenlit if the pilot is so boring? Oh, my Lanta. What about, what about Sopranos? Are you into Sopranos at all? Yeah, I got through like three seasons. I like, I like that. Gave okay. up on that, too. Oh, my God. The reason I bring that up is that uh, Holston's is a um, uh, ice cream shop in yeah. Bloomfield, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Kind of famous because in Sopranos, it's where the very final scene was filmed, where the family is sitting around a little booth. Fade to black. Fade to black. We don't know what happened. Yeah. The booth is for sale. Oh, they are redecorating, right? and you can buy the booth. I just looked on eBay. We, I'm just saying, we might have to go in together on this. It's at <laughs> seventy grand right now for the booth. Okay, and it, but it made me think smell about, like James Gandolfini. Probably smells a little like James Gandolfini. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I was, we were just trying to come up with like what some of the coolest memorabilia artifacts. Things that you 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 have. I mean, I certainly don't have the booth to the last scene of the Sopranos, but you know, we're going to find out other cool stuff that we have hidden away and uh, ask the audience also with some of the interesting things yeah. that they've managed to acquire. Do you not have any? You don't have like a, a prize possession? Like people come over to the Merrill House, you're like, hold on a second, let me bring you to the mantle. I got to show you this. Right, I don't <laughs> really. I have uh, like my father is very protective of it. I have it, but he's like, make sure nothing happens to that. It's a it's a free Frisbee from Reagan Bush, 1980. He's okay. like, that's a, that's authentic. That's an authentic Frisbee <laughs> yeah, from okay. Reagan Bush. Yeah, so okay. I take care of that, I guess, right, but I don't well, have a whole lot else in the way of memorabilia. I can only see it hermetically sealed. It's in lucite yeah. somewhere, you know. Yeah. You know, okay. Is that one of those, someday it's going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, that's a Gordy Howe autograph photo, I there guess, but not a whole lot uh, else. Yeah. I think Chris is doing better than me. I've got a 1989 Sports Illustrated from the year Michigan won the Basketball National oh, Championship. Nice. That I yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got a knockoff, but it was like made to look real. WWE championship belt. You've got the belt. It's very popular at parties. Oh, I can only imagine <laughs> when you show up. Like, So, what weight class was that, Joe? I gotta you have to help us out with that it's one. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> you had some help, didn't you? When you lots of sports cars. Other big stuff going on today? Big topic? What are you, what's your, yeah, what's we're going to talk about that, the bill, the uh, shoot anybody at the border bill. Oh my gosh! You know, and see how that one turns out. Mm. Yeah, That's always going to go great. Making Arizona look like crazies oh, again. Oh, gosh. It, yeah, okay. Oh, well. I would, yeah, we're out of time. Otherwise, you and I would just go round and round to that because it's so ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. I can't ridiculous. stop t- talking about how ridiculous it's completely it is. completely ridiculous. Looking forward to Outspoken. There's a reason that these guys are the most highly rated program on this station in their time slot, yes. and they are next. Until then, Chris Merrill, Joe Hazingo. Joe, you got anything to add? Nope. Talk to you on Monday. KTAO News. Thank mm-hmm. you.